I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, December 8th, 2023. This week, a Las Vegas mass shooter claims he had solved the Zodiac case. French police arrest a sex cult guru, and Jeffrey Dahmer's dad dies with secrets of his own. All this and more. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Renner. James Renner. James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner is once again drops a bombshell. Investigative journalist reporter James Renner, who's been on the podcast a long time. And we're back with True Crime This Week with me, James Renner. Thanks for joining in. Hey, if you like the show, this is the show where you get all your true crime news that you might have missed in the week. The stuff they're going to be making Netflix movies out of in the next coming months. Uh, you're going to hear it here first before any of your friends. So, uh, But, you know, at the same time, don't keep it a secret. Tell everybody about it. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, so... Let's jump to the show. Oh, I almost forgot. As always, I want to thank Walter for manning the camera. Walter is just back from smoking a fatty from behind the Akron Denny's. So, uh, uh, and he's celebrating because in Ohio, weed is now legal as of yesterday. So, for the first time in 86 years, we can say smoke them if you got them if you're here in AK Rowdy. Let's jump to the top stories. There's some, I mean, the, the, this week. The stories this week uh, are, are wild. Uh, here's, here's the first one. Another week, another mass shooting in America. On Wednesday, 67-year-old Anthony Polito shot and killed three faculty members at the University of Las Vegas before being shot to death by police, according to the New York Post. Polito was a semi-retired teacher who had applied for a professorship at the school but was denied. The shooting began around 11.45 a.m. on the fourth floor of Beam Hall, which is the university's business school. That's when Polito started shooting at faculty members as they were arriving for classes. The, a uh, fourth victim was taken to the hospital and is listed in critical but stable condition. Now, since Wednesday, when this happened, we've learned a lot about Polito. Not everything, but some stuff is, is coming out. Uh, Polito had a good track record as a professor at other universities, but there are some bizarre 
things that can be found on his personal website, which is still up at the moment. And it's one of those websites that, you know, Anthony Polito was 67 years old. It's the exact kind of website you would think a 67-year-old would make. It's very low-key. Reminds me of the old uh, the Neoscape days, uh, early, early internet. Uh, firstly, Polito was obsessed with both Las Vegas and weird unsolved mysteries. He spoke about visiting Vegas more than two dozen times in the past 15 years, but part of his website is also devoted to using logic to solve some of the biggest unsolved mysteries in recent time. For instance, Polito claimed to have solved the Zodiac case and on one page breaks down one of Zodiac's ciphers showing how he supposedly found Arthur Lee Allen's name in the codes. Arthur Lee Allen, of course, is a favorite suspect of writer Robert Graysmith, who is the um, probably best known for uh, the most known author of Zodiac material. Polito also claimed to have solved the mystery of Malaysia Airlines flight MH370. He believed it was a hijacking attempt thwarted by the pilots and that the hijackers were attempting to fly the plane into the Petronas Towers in Kuala Lumpur. He also writes extensively, or wrote extensively, about the movie Inception and his theory that the entire movie is a dream and that we never actually see the real world in that movie. It's pretty trippy. I went down the rabbit hole a little bit. The whole thing, by the way, that website strikes me as a frustrated man desperately trying to be relevant in some way. And unfortunately, he was able to gain access to a gun, which he knew could make him relevant to at least a few unfortunate people. Next story. Big news from down under. The Rush Limbaugh of Australia has been accused of abusing young men for decades. The Sydney Morning Herald broke the news this week with a lengthy article detailing the alleged sexual assaults of the popular shock jock radio host, once called the most powerful man in the country. I'm talking about a man named Alan Jones. He was mostly known for his show on the radio station 2GB, where he often interviewed conservative politicians and attacked police for being too soft on crime. He also used hateful rhetoric that targeted Muslims and other minorities. Sound familiar? Yeah, we have a couple guys like this in the States. Apparently, it was an open secret at the station and in the circle around him that Jones liked to fondle young men who came near him, including waiters, assistants, and men he interviewed at the station. Jones was also a speechwriter for Prime Minister Malcolm Fraser and coached the national rugby team, the Wallabies. He's now 82 years old. Jones has retired after being forced off the radio following misogynistic remarks about female politicians. Now, his victims are hoping for a little justice before he dies, and they've begun speaking publicly to news outlets now that this guy's lost a little of his power. And, uh, and frightfulness. Um, many of the stories follow a common theme. Jones liked to get young men alone in his car or his apartment where he would fondle them or expose himself to them. 
Most were too frightened by his power at the time, uh, and he would occasionally ask them to send dick pics. One of Jones's alleged victims is a man named Alex Hartman, who became famous in Australia in 1996 at the age of 16 for having developed groundbreaking computer software, which he sold for $1 million when he was just 17 years old. Jones was found to have donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to Hartman's tech companies over the years in what appears to be hush money. Hartman died unexpectedly in 2019, by the way, at the age of 39. Guy died in his sleep. There's not a lot of details out there about it or how exactly that happened, if it was a heart defect or something like that. All we know is he died in his sleep. But before he died, he told several reporters about how Jones groomed him and touched him inappropriately at his home, leaving him traumatized forever. Jones has denied these allegations, and he said this week that he intends to, saw, to sue multiple news agencies for defamation. Good luck with that. Uh... Final top story this week before we get to cold case updates and, and weird news that you got to stick around to hear about. Um, 71 year old Gregorian Bivolaru has been arrested in Paris and he stands accused of running a popular cult that used women as slaves, according to the Daily Mail. Bivolaru was the guru leader of the movement for spiritual integration into the absolute or NAMLA, a tantric yoga cult with a base in France. He claims he was simply teaching tantric yoga, but authorities say that these were actually just orgies, where teenage girls were pressured into performing sex acts with dozens of women and the yogi himself. Bivalaru's cult held an annual beauty pageant on the Black Sea, where 300 women paraded on stage in the nude, at times masturbating in front of thousands of onlookers. He would keep these women in rundown houses in the Paris suburbs where they were often hypnotized and at times forced to drink Bivolaru's urine. This is one of those stories, man, that uh, every time you think it can't get crazier, it gets a little crazier. Bivolaru's cult opened up schools in 30 countries, including Romania, where he would teach classes based on the Hindu philosophy of achieving liberation through sex. Bivalaru believed in an old Indian myth that claims one can get to a higher spiritual level if you have sex with a thousand virgin girls. Apparently, Carl, <laughs> apparently Colin Farrell heard a little bit about that. Uh, when he was arrested, French police discovered 50 women in his two homes, living in deplorable conditions, some of whom came from the United States. They also discovered around $215,000 in cash and fake IDs. One investigator said Bivolaru's cult was like the mafia with pimping disguised as philosophy. This is like, it, I mean, isn't this a crazy, crazy story? Thank goodness they arrested him. He's actually been on the run for a couple of years before they finally caught up with him. It's like if Nexium was as popular as Scientology and everybody had to have sex with L. Ron Hubbard and uh, were only allowed to wear Lululemon. Anyways, those are the top stories this week. Uh, after the break, we got to talk about Lionel Dahmer. He died this week. That's Jeffrey Dahmer's dad, and there's stuff you got to hear. Um, and uh, some news about S-Town, the podcast, and some, something happened there. And um, 
weird news from Parma, Ohio. All this and more. I'll be right back in two and two. Please hang up and try again. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And we're back with Black's Magic starring Hal Linden. Hey, uh, again, I got to mention this, uh, you know, the, the fact that pot is now legal in Ohio. Everybody's celebrating. There were lines, I swear to God, uh, at every fast food restaurant on the way home. Um, I don't know. It just reminds me, of, you know, uh, I got to congratulate the old man. He, um, he used to smoke in the 60s. Now he just smokes at any temperature. Um, <laughs> somebody told me that joke today. It's ridiculous, right? It's uh, what a what a terrible joke. Um, anyways, cold case updates here. Uh, this is kind of a cold case update. Jeffrey Dahmer's dad died this Tuesday in Medina, Ohio. A lot of Ohio stuff in here this week. Jeffrey Dahmer's dad, Lionel Dahmer, was 87 years old. Now, Lionel supported his son after his arrest for serial murder and cannibalism in 1991 according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Earlier this year, this is where it gets kind of creepy, journalists discovered that Lionel had recorded many conversations with Jeffrey while he was in prison. In one recording, Lionel told Jeffrey, quote, I had weird thoughts too in my childhood. You're just like me, Jeff. Amazing all the times that I should have been caught, I never was. Nothing, absolutely nothing is too great not to be forgiven. End quote. We'll get back to that in a minute. Now, Lionel said Jeff was very polite as a child and was confused about how he turned out to be so evil. In 1978, 
Lionel moved out of the family home in Bath, Ohio, literally five miles down the road, and moved into a hotel while uh, his wife took their younger son back to Wisconsin. That left Jeff Dahmer alone in that house in Bath, and that's where Jeffrey killed his first victim, Stephen Hicks. In 1989, when Jeffrey was arrested for sexually assaulting a boy, Lionel asked the judge to give him the maximum sentence, saying this may be our last chance to institute something effective. Now, Jeffrey was charged with murder in 1991, that's just two years later, where, where he admitted to killing 17 young men and boys. Now, let's get back to that weird statement of Lionel's, where he said he had strange thoughts and was never caught. That's stuck with me ever since I heard it earlier this year. I suspect there may be victims in Lionel's past as well, but I have not found anything that matches up to where he was at the time. If you have some time and the inclination to do a little research, check out cold cases from these areas we know Lionel was living at. Lionel was born in 1936 in West Allis, Wisconsin. He went to school at the University of Wisconsin, where he graduated in 1959. He got his master's in 62 from Marquette University, and then earned a doctorate at Ohio State, I'm sorry, Iowa State, that's Iowa State, in 1966. The family moved to Bath in 1968. If you find something, let me know. Happy hunting. Rhonda Hart announced last week she's running for Congress in Texas, according to KXAN. Who's Rhonda Hart? She's the mother of Kimberly Vaughn, who was killed in 2018 during the mass shooting at Santa Fe High School by a teenager who used his father's firearms. Hart worked with Congress after the shootings in an attempt to pass the Kimberly Vaughn Firearms Safe Storage Act, which would have required gun manufacturers to provide information about how to safely store firearms. How are they not doing that already? That's like a simple insert into like the gun box, right? Or like put it on the back of the box or something. How is that not being done? That's very weird to me. But it's still not being done because it did not get enough support in the Senate. Hart is running as a Democrat, of course, in a very red district but she sees herself as a part of a growing movement of parents of mass shooting victims running for Congress, hoping to change things from the inside. That's great. Best of luck. Remember S-Town? It was that spinoff of the podcast Serial. It was about an eccentric and flamboyant man named John Mecklemore in his hometown of Woodstock, Alabama, also known as Shittown. I love that series. It's great. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Uh, and there's some mind-blowing twists in that, in that podcast. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Anyways, there's a guy that appears in that podcast named Tyler Goodson. He was a friend of John's and one of his employees. Well, some sad news here. Tyler Goodson was shot and killed by police during a standoff and died on Sunday. According to the New York Times, police in Woodstock responded to a call after midnight and found Goodson barricaded inside his house. A standoff ensued, and when Goodson brandished a gun, he was shot and later pronounced dead. Here's the thing. 
almost a week later, and we don't know why this all started. What was going on? Who called the police? Was this a mental health crisis, or was it something more? I imagine we'll hear more about this in the weeks to come, but either way, it's really sad news. So how about a little good news? Here's another cold case solved by genetic genealogy. The remains of a woman found dead in rural Indiana in 1982 have been identified as those of Connie Christensen of Wisconsin, according to CBS News. Hunters discovered Christensen's remains near Jacksonburg, which is 60 miles east of Indianapolis. She died from a gunshot wound. She was found wearing high heels and a gold ring, which tells me a couple things. Uh, this was not a robbery. Robbery was not the motive and that she was transported somewhere. Um, you know, you don't wear high heels if you're hiking in the, in the woods. Christensen was last seen in Nashville in April 1982 and was believed to be three to four months pregnant. Her body, remember, was found in December, and there's no mention in the police report, in the, at least in the newspaper reports, there's no mention that this body was found with a fetus. So is it possible she left behind a kid? Is there a kid out there? Um, she did have a one-year-old daughter who she left behind in Wisconsin with relatives. And that daughter was taken to uh, her, her grave site earlier this week. The DNA Doe Project successfully tracked down relatives in her family tree using genetic genealogy. It sounds like it was a very quick case for them. Nicely done. Now the police know her name. They can try to track down her killer. All right, over to weird news. We've got to talk about this. This is from Parma, Ohio. And if you're not from Ohio, Parma is kind of like our Florida. It's a, it's a weird little, weird little town of its own. Uh, we try to avoid it at all costs. Sometimes we can't. One of the last Baker Squares is there, and if you want uh, a decent French silk pie, it's the only place you can still get it. That's why I go there sometimes, but I try to avoid it. And for, the, for good reason. Rosemary Hain was found guilty of assault this week after she hurled a chicken burrito bowl at a Chipotle employee who had allegedly messed up her order. The incident was caught on camera and went viral. The employee was reportedly left traumatized and quit Chipotle soon after. Don't worry, though. She found a new job at Raising Cane's and was promoted after a month. But get this. This is where it gets good. This week, Judge Timothy Gilligan sentenced Hain to work 20 hours at a fast food restaurant in order to learn empathy for what fast food employees have to go through on a day-to-day -day basis. It's like an eye for an eye type of thing, I guess. Uh, and in all fairness, if she ends up at a Culver's, she could sue for cruel and unusual punishment. Jumping over to pop culture. You got to check out this new, um, this new movie on Netflix. Uh, now, it's based on a true crime case, which is why I'm talking about it here. It's called May, December, starring Julian Moore and uh, Natalie Portman. Loosely inspired by the story of Mary Kay Letourneau, Letourneau sorry, it stars Natalie Portman as an actress who travels to Georgia to meet and study the life of the controversial woman, Julian Moore, she is set to play in a film. 
the woman be, being infamous for her 23-year-long relationship with her husband, which began when he was just 13 years old. This is all based on the Mary Kay Letourneau case. It was a huge case in the 90s, uh, and it was about this teacher that fell in, quote, I'm using quotes here, fell in love with uh, a student at the school, this 12-year-old kid. Um, he was 12 years old at the time. And, uh, and after she got out of prison, she, I believe, married him. They were living together. I think they might have even had kids. I don't know. They, they had this relationship that lasted until Mary Kay Letourneau died uh, of cancer. Um, now, I saw a clip of Mary Kay Letourneau and the kid that she had uh, this relationship. When I say relationship, that's also in, quote, in quotes because it was rape. Um, but after she got out of prison, he was now an adult, and they were being interviewed, and Mary Kay Letourneau is asked, after all this time, do you look back at that and think you did anything wrong? And she turns to him and says, why don't you tell them? You were the boss in this situation, right? Like, who was the boss and who was in control here? Meaning, in her twisted mind, she still thought this 12-year-old was initiating everything, and and, you know, she was helpless to, uh, you know, of, of his advances. It's really creepy. Check it out. Um, and finally, the book this week is Prison Ramen. That's right. Here's the write-up. When you're in prison, a little money in the commissary can mean the difference between a life of flavorless misery, misery and the pleasure of recreating a taste of childhood. And it starts with ramen filled with contributions from anonymous inmates, as well as names you'll recognize, such as guitarist Slash and actors Danny Trejo and Shia LaBeouf, Prison Ramen is an original collection of inspired ramen hacks. These are how prisoners, uh, people in prison in the United States, are taking ramen, which is one of the few foods that are always at the commissary, right, and turning them up a little bit kicking them up a bit so that they can enjoy some um, good food behind bars. Uh, the ingredient, the, and this is, you know, it's a, it's a list of um, recipes, and the recipes include things uh, like Hitman burritos, sloppy ramen joe, onion tortilla ramen soup, Shawshank spread, oh, uh, I hate the sound of that, and orange porkies. Here's what orange porkies are, in case you wonder. It's chili ramen plus white rice and one bag of pork skins. And then you add in uh, a, an orange-flavored punch mix, like Kool-Aid. Uh, I think I, I, I kind of want to try that one. First-hand stories of life in prison told by each of the contributors go a long way to explaining the joy of doctoring a bag of ramen. A joy you can now recreate in the freedom of your own kitchen. Let's see what they did there. And that's the uh, that's the show for this week, and what a show it was. Hey, uh, I'm coming back next week. I think it's going to be the year-round wrap-up, like the top 10 big true crime stories of 2023. And looking forward into 2024, I've got some new podcasts coming your way. I'm going to be talking about those a little more and hope to share them with you. Uh, so lots of big things coming up. Please follow. And in the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, it is the weekend, which is time to celebrate. And that means you got to, got to, got to 
Gotta, 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 gotta. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.